0: Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast by default. Ain't no thing like me, Seth. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Maps coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back.
1: I'm so sad. Why? This is the last show that we're going to do that's not a school night for a long time. Oh,
0: okay. So you're, once again, aware of the passage of time. I'm so sad. <laughs> that thing that just happens. I'm
1: two months away from my last year of my 40s today. There's a lot happening. Time is Father time is undefeated, and he's kicking my ass.
0: Time after time. I
1: took great pleasure this morning in waking up early, enjoying the sunrise, played golf, and then took a nap in my hammock for two hours this afternoon.
0: I think this is called retirement.
1: You know what I'm a fan of it and I'd like to have it soon.
0: I know. I'd love to be independent we independent we? Independent we.
1: Yeah. Well, if you were independently wealthy, you could call it independent we. <laughs>
0: yeah, I could do whatever I want. Yes, you could. Uh, and just kind of fuck off forever.
1: Yeah, I need that fuck off money.
0: <laughs> That's what I want to do. I just want to be left alone. Like, don't come to my house.
1: If you if you became let's say I mean the mega million, somebody won the whatever billion dollars. If you were to win that, would the show cease to exist? Would you be like, fuck the show? Um,
0: probably not. What I, I can tell you, if, if I were to win the lottery, yes. what I would do...
1: Pay me a salary for the show?
0: Eh, depends on how much I won. Okay. I wouldn't sell the house. I would keep this house mm-hmm. and just stop everything else. Like, work would stop. Mm. And I would just continue on just as a you know regular human being, but like just have that backup money. You'd just be sitting here, you'd be re- re- like
1: the guy in the... Uh... Twilight Zone when he like has all the time in the world to read but you don't need glasses so it works out for you
0: (laughs) yeah that helps I can't lose my glasses (laughs) no you can't (laughs) yeah that if I want a absolute just like ass load of money Mm -hmm. I would just keep this house and I would just keep that money and I would just retire yeah like I don't need to like buy a mansion I don't need to do anything it's just like if I could just not work that'd be awesome would you buy a boat I would buy a boat I also want to buy a boat but also like I have such low aspirations for boats I'm like I just want to buy a dinghy your own dinghy you can play around with yeah just in the lake downtown like oh, okay a, there you go yeah because you could just get a mooring out there for nothing so yeah, yeah. I, I i do kind of just i want a dinghy but even that's like 5k See, in, my, dinghy. in my
1: younger years i was like you know if i ever had boat money i'd want to get like a nice speedboat now i think if i had boat money i'd buy a pontoon boat
0: no because i would just go out in the dinghy like bring a speaker out with me listen to a podcast and fish and i would be happy but with a pontoon boat, you can do that with music, and <laughs> yeah. you're really upping the boat quality here. I am a man of like I just want a dinghy, just a little electric motor with a little battery. Mm, probably not that low, okay. but you know,
1: like you know, maybe like thirty horsepower. I feel like thirty horsepower for a dinghy is a lot. <laughs> it would be the boat would be vertical as it went through.
0: <laughs> I'm a man of simple tastes.
1: Clearly, thirty as, a thirty horsepower motor on a dinghy. As we're gonna, that's find. like one step up from a canoe. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I want. <laughs> well, there you go.
0: I could be happy. You give me life, simple pleasures, I'm a happy man. I see that. All right, what are we got going on this week? Well, the usual shit. No, we don't. This is a totally different show. <laughs> slightly. We got the news of the week. Weird Comics facts. Mm-hmm. Sports reports. Uh, going to deviate slightly as uh, it's a little bit of an off week because Ahsoka is airing in uh, three hours from when we're starting. I'm not going to start the show at 11 o'clock no. That's not happening. No. So instead this week, uh, we're going to be starting uh, a, a two part series. My like top it. fifty favorite films.
1: Notice how they're Zach's, not mine. But we anticipate crossover. I have no idea what's on this list.
0: I know. I've also intentionally like that. That's why it's all kind of like a little hidden from you.
1: Yeah, I'm making sure that if I like catch a glimpse of paper, I'm not gonna look. I'm that's, not gonna That's why it's folded in half. I'm not gonna You don't do even that. know what next well, week is. You I don't I know, know what twenty five through one is. I just saw what number fifty was.
0: Great. <laughs> Big...
1: My question is, which version of it?
0: There's only one. You did not see what 50 was, because there's not another version. Oh,
1: I was thinking of the other kind of window, not the rear one, the secret one. Okay. Whichever one that's based on the Stephen King novel that Johnny Depp was in. That was bad. Where he planted
0: people in corn. It's not even a great story, and it's a worse movie. All right, there you go. Okay, well, way to ruin number 50. It's rear window. And then we're going to answer your questions. So let's dive straight into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon had its first trailer. He was denied a Star Wars. He's like, hey, I want to do a Star Wars. And Disney said, nah. So he said, all right, I'm going to do my own Star Wars over here. To be fair, that's a long tradition, though. Like George Mm. George Lucas was like, hey, I want to do a Flash Gordon. And they said, no. He said, all right, I'm going to do my own thing. And he made a Star Wars. Other examples, uh, Seth MacFarlane, he said, hey, I want to do a Star Trek. They said, no. So he made the Orville. And another example that I can't think of off the top of my head, but I know they exist. This show? (laughs) No, no one told me no. Oh, that's a good point. There there is a long tradition of people being like, Hey, I'm interested in this property, being told no, and they just go off and do their own thing. So that being said, Zack Snyder is a middling filmmaker, so we'll see.
1: So here's my Oh, by the way, have you seen Barbie yet? No. I did see Barbie. They make fun of Zack Snyder and Barbie. Yeah, I'm aware of the, yes. the joke. Yes. Now, excuse my ignorance, but is this a totally original thing, or is this- This,
0: this... Is, this is a totally original okay. thing. So That was I kind said... of his idea, for, like, this was his idea for Star Wars. They said no, which is why you see them literally wielding lightsabers in that trailer. Mm. So, you, you know, it's original in the same sense that Star Wars was original from Flash Gordon. Oh.
1: Oh. This is only in two parts.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll see what it is. I mean, visually I... it looked looked fine from the trailer yeah i'm i feel bad because i go i now go into zach snyder movies with a prejudice not because of him but because i hate his fan base those fucking culture sycophants that i cannot stand all right zach so, snyder stands oh god i will never use that term but no i just his he has a weird cultish fan base which he kind of perpetuates on that social media that i what's it called like vero or something vivo uh. That thing that no one uses but him? Visco? It could be visco. Viscosity. Oh, well, there you go. Snyder. A, a, a nice viscous Snyder. So, I mean, it's... We don't use don't the know. word viscous enough to describe things, <laughs> by the way. But, I mean, it's... His fans put me off of him. So, so it, that's kind of an unfair assessment to him. Like, uh, that weird zombie, like, heist movie came out a couple of years ago that was okay. Oh, we watched that for the show. That was more than a couple of years
1: ago, I think. With Dave Bati- was Batista in that, and yeah, like they had to break into Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. it was okay. And, Again, and then it turned out nothing that happened that movie actually mattered to the ending. It's true. <laughs> That's what I remember. But it was like, oh, everyone's dead. That movie, that movie was
1: viscous. <laughs> Again, like you know, wouldn't it be like it, you'd also sound like way cooler if you're like, you know, if you had a running nose? Like I have a runny nose. I have a viscous nose today.
0: So I don't know what you maniacs are going to get upset about this time. hashtag Restore the Rebel Moon verse before it even happens. hashtag Better than Star Wars. George Lucas is a loser. Whatever the fuck you, just weird people are going to get up in arms about. I I will go into this movie with a ton of implied bias. <laughs> they're hard to get by. Like they're they're so weird
1: just weirdos
0: they, okay but are they really affecting
1: your day-to-day life they're not out here like on your front lawn yelling at you about it no just every
0: couple of years when
1: Zack snyder puts out a movie i'm like oh right these assholes uh, granted you do you do have a large digital footprint you are you are ass deep in the internet pop culture scene
0: yeah they just blow <laughs> <laughs> But i mean hopefully it's a good movie hopefully it's a good you know star wars dune John Carter gladiator ripoff that it looks like that it is. Watch all of these Zack Snyder
1: fans try and cancel you on the internet now. I'd fight them. I'd pay money to watch. In person. I'd beat them up. I'd pay money to watch.
0: How many of them do you think could beat me up?
1: How okay, so
0: you're saying like how long until you were no longer like I'm not saying this is a battle royale where I'm just fighting nonstop. One on one with some breaks in between. I'm beating up most of them. How how long is the break? I don't know. I guess as long as it takes my face to heal. So, a significant amount of time, depending on how big they are. <laughs> do you go until you lose? Like,
1: how many wins do you get until you lose?
0: I think I win 95% of those fights.
1: All right, Zack Snyder fans, Patreon
0: exclusive. <laughs> I'll punch you in the face. There are people who pay money for those kinds of things, Zack. You weird little nerds. Okay, there it is. Um, Whatever. <laughs> I know, I, I get kind of caught up with them, but hopefully this is good. Like, I'm interested enough that when it comes out on netflix i will get netflix again oh okay so that's the highest praise i can give it
1: that's incredible praise i will
0: i will pay for a subscription service that i don't currently have in order to watch this movie that may or may not suck okay that's fair but the fans of it are the worst i cannot emphasize that enough What if this is really, really good, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe I am a Zack Snyder fan. I like some of his movies. I don't dislike 300. (laughs) 300 is good. I like his Dawn of the Dead remake. I like his Watchmen remake. And even I'm on board with the changes that he made to the story, which I know were kind of divisive. Like, there's good stuff in there. Didn't he do Sin City as well? No. uh, That was Robert Rodriguez. Okay. But he's done good stuff. I I don't Ah, dislike him, and I've said it a million times on the show, like, I think Man of Steel is a good movie. I just don't think it's a good Superman movie. Like, he's done good stuff. I I certainly do not dislike him as a filmmaker or as a person or anything. It's just, it's the fan base that was just, and I don't like all of his stuff, but like that fan base is just so weird. All right. There it is. All right. What else happened? Oh, National Cinema Day is this Sunday. Ooh. You want to go watch a movie for four bucks? What movie? Anything. Like, all cinemas? Yeah, like including like IMAX, really? Yeah, four bucks, huh? For that any- might be the day to go see Oppenheimer. I already bought my tickets for that. Oh, on Sunday? Yeah, I'm going Sunday to go <clears throat> see Oppenheimer. Nice. But I mean, there's other stuff I want to see in theaters right now. Like I, I'm, I'm curious about Blue Beetle. I'm curious about uh, Talk to Me. Like those all look really good. But like Oppenheimer is the one that I haven't seen. That is definitely the one that's like asking for a big screen. And last year I saw, um, for uh, National Cinema Days is when I saw. Uh, the george miller movie Five Thousand days of longing or Five Thousand years of longing
1: oh the one about the vampire
0: he's a genie he oh just, genie whatever same he thing. just was a genie oh yes and i literally haven't heard anyone bring up that movie since i saw it you liked it i did like it but it just it passed so far under the radar i don't know quite why that happened but yeah i mean you know four bucks i'm gonna see oppenheimer
1: can't yeah. beat that price. with this. It's supposed to also be rainy and crappy on Sunday, so it's like a good day
0: to go to the movies. Even better. But yeah. So, yeah, National Cinema Day is coming uh, up. Four bucks. Go see a movie. It's hard to really, like, turn down those prices because, I mean, uh, we're going to talk about it probably in the next story, but, like, a big deterrent for me of seeing movies is the cost now. Like, it's insane. So I guess we can actually just dive right into the next story. No one saw Blue Beetle. Nope. Blue Beetle's out in theaters. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Uh, it opened to 25 million which was under projection not 25 million people <laughs> basically no one saw this movie and it's supposed to be good too like everything i've heard about it is like very positive but i think this comes down to a combination of um marketing superhero fatigue and at least in my case what like i definitely get put off by is like cost of movies like it's it's hard to go out to the movies mm Like, if, you know, you want to go out with, like, two people, it's, like, 30 bucks. And if you want to get a popcorn, then you're looking at, like, 40 bucks or more. Plus, like, some, like, we talked about
1: before, the thought about introducing um, premium pricing for premium seats in the movie theater.
0: Yeah, that got killed, thankfully. Yeah, because that would have, like, nobody would have bought those middle seats. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, Blue Beetle, which is supposed to be good,
1: but, like, I just... Do you think with the four dollar movie price on Sunday they'll also include like retro popcorn prices?
0: Yes, there actually is. No shit. Yeah. Yes, there. Are, um, it's like four bucks for like a small popcorn and soda. Well, well, shit. <laughs> You're like, why am I not going to the movies? Guess who's going to the movies
1: on Sunday, baby?
0: I I know I am. I got. I got weirdly timed ticket prices too. I'm going to see Oppenheimer at like 9 45 AM. Oh wow. Yeah, nothing start nothing like starting the day off with nuclear <laughs> holocaust. <laughs> nice three hours of it. Oh wow. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. I'm going to go. I'm excited to go see Oppenheimer. But yeah, Blue Beetle is bombing hard. And I don't know. It's I think it's a number of factors going into it, which is a bummer. But like part of it to our mind is like now that we know like um streaming exists. Like um, when we were, you know, coming up in the 90s like you might not see a vhs for like 18 months oh yeah like and even if it came out like in rental like if you wanted to buy it it was like 90 bucks it was not 90 dollars yes to it was buy it was like, a vhs yes it was it was like 80 to 90 dollars to buy vhs's like in the early 90s it absolutely was that's not an exaggeration
1: <laughs> shut the fuck up
0: no, no way absolutely
1: early 90s vhs prices yeah i'm looking it up right now
0: go for it it was like yeah, eighty to ninety bucks,
1: like maybe to like buy a, yeah, retail movies in the nineties were like thirty five dollars or forty dollars, not ninety.
0: Yeah, new movie going off of this, so yeah, new movies were forty to eighty dollars.
1: Okay, forty to fifty dollars. For
0: I suggested just said forty to eighty, and you cut it down by thirty bucks.
1: Yes, that was absolutely mean, the price. Meanwhile, somebody's trying to sell on eBay a pre-owned Disney VHS Black Diamond Classic Edition of Aladdin
0: for fifteen hundred dollars. VHS. VHS tapes are collectible thing though. It's weird. It's true. Yes, they were absolutely like eighty dollars.
1: Oh wow. Well, that explains why my parents were like, oh, we're not gonna go to the." Mo-. Well, I lived in a town where like you could see first-run movies. Like that's why I had the dual VHS after the set.
0: Like we'd rent it and tape it on SLP.
1: Yeah, and then they would. Then they then they scrambled it so you couldn't. Like there was a, wasn't there a period of time where, like you couldn't even if you had the two tape decks it wouldn't do it. I never had that problem. Oh wow. Look at you, you pirate. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Early nineties piracy. Well, I was
1: lucky enough that growing up, like we had two dollar movie theater in town. It was first run movies, but it'd be like well after the fact that they've been out for like a couple of months. But it beat waiting. Of course, Friday nights at the movie theater, it was a madhouse. It was an absolute zoo.
0: we'll be talking about a madhouse later. Okay. Or will we this week? All right. Yeah, we will this week.
1: Roadhouse? Is that on your top fifty? No,
0: Roadhouse did not make it. Oh. Not even close. Sylvester Stallone and arm wrestling doesn't do it for you? That wasn't Roadhouse. You're talking about over the top.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Roadhouse is Patrick Swayze that's doing right. roundhouse yes. kicks. Over the top was Stallone with the arm wrestling. Both took place in truck stops. <laughs> they did. Uh, so yeah, Blue Beetle is bombing hard. Uh, well, I was going to say, the other part of it is like, I know that it's just going to be on streaming in a couple of months. That's true. It'll be on HBO. I'm absolutely 100% going to watch it from the comfort of my own home. But it between fatigue and cost and just everything else like yeah i'm not beating down the door to go see it it happens i guess i don't know yeah i i mean that's just my personal kind of point of view i don't know what other people are uh, they're feeling about it but that's where we're at sad news comic artist dan green has passed away at the age of 70 i saw that on your twitter today yeah um if you you know point your eyes over there i can't see it past our wall of foam for sound prevention
1: Yes, I see the pick. Yeah, the one that you.
0: Yeah, the one where all the yeah,
1: there's a lion the- and rain. Yeah, and-
0: that- I tell you, like I-, I put it up. I was like, this is the best ink page that I own. It is. I, you know, I truly believe that's not just because the guy passed away. Like, look at that. That's so. That's inked so beautifully. It is. Uh, I mean, he did a ton of work on um, X Men, and like X Men is definitely like his like claim to fame. Like he was in there in that kind of Claremont era of like you know the late uh, like. 190 is like little plus like 200 but he did a ton of work and he's been in comics forever and to the best of my knowledge i don't think a cause of death has been released but i mean 70 it's not old but it's not young it's kind of like in a earlier than it should be kind of age mm-hmm. but the guy did a ton and was a wonderful artist not just as an inker but as a penciler as well and guy left an impact so it's, it's sad i mean 70 like i said it's, it's not that old but yeah sad that um dan green has passed away I just wanted to at least give a quick moment to, you know, acknowledge a artist who worked on a number of significant books and made an impact. So, yeah, you know, very sad to see his passing. The Last of Us, yes, they might be milking this bad boy.
1: Are they going to make season two, or are they going to take season two and split it into two parts?
0: Well, that's what they said originally, because uh, season one of The Last of Us was just the first game. Yes, season two, they said uh, we're probably going to be splitting it, and now it's coming down to well there also might be a fourth season out of the second game which at this point just feels like this was a massively successful show and i we'll see how uh this translates into milking it beyond
1: i'd like to i'd like to use a case study called a little book called the hobbit <laughs> Oh, <laughs> great book
0: did not need to be three movies <laughs> no good lord no um yeah you're you're totally not wrong with that assessment i think that's, that is a great comparison yeah I think they could have done what they needed to do in two movies. They got something great going. And yeah, maybe like three seasons out of the second game to be fair. I've never played the second game because I don't have the system to play the second game.
1: Mm. Well, someday when I have fuck you money and I buy a PS5, I'll sell you my PS4. I
0: tell you, I kind of want to buy it. I mean, I am not nearly as deep into games as I used to be but like there's still like oh man like there's a couple of exclusives on PlayStation I really want to play there's a couple of exclusive on Xbox I really want to play it's just hard to justify it like I want to buy the $60 game and spend $400 on a system I I buy like one game a year and it's the
1: same game every year but it's just because Madden Yep that is correct
0: Oh I remember you people <laughs> <laughs> I Remember you people thanks Yeah from when I was working at the st- in the mall back in the day. Oh, the, I, I remember you people. I will say the only place in the
1: greater Augusta area that had a copy of Madden last week when I bought it was GameStop.
0: So you got to pre-order that shit, son.
1: Oh, I didn't think about pre-ordering it. But with the PS4 version, I have uh, dual entitlement. So someday when I have the fuck you money and I get a PS5, it'll work.
0: All right. That's it for news of the week. Oh, shocking. Yeah, we're we are definitely the doldrums of the summer
1: slash uh, strike. No, we're not in the doldrums of the summer. Summer is ending. Summer is on the... T- this is when
0: news dries up. I don't know what to the, tell you.
1: The captain has you know begun his he's not even begun his descent. Like he's like he's getting clearance to land right now. That's where summer's at. There's so, only one more week until the
0: unofficial end of summer and Labor Day. We are gonna move on from there to weird movie facts. Ooh. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm gonna make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. We have many movies to choose from this week. So I just thought I, p- I picked a random 25 one. to be exact. Yeah, we, we have 25 movies to pick from. Uh, so, spoiler, uh, we're going to talk a little Dracula. Dracula. So I'm guessing it's in your 25
1: through or 26 through 50 then. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's a
0: safe assessment.
1: All right. Well, that's 10% of your movies down this week. <laughs> Bad math. Well, 2. 5, 2.5 25. 2.5 so it's like just under 10 percent. so 1931's dracula mm. dead and loving it with leslie nielsen
0: which i watched that not that long ago it's pretty good yeah it's funny it, it, it has like a terrible like rotten tomato score but it's it's a pretty good movie i stand by it uh but dracula at the same time so um the american one that we know with uh bella lugosi mm-hmm. like all classic whatever yes. though. While the 1931 Dracula movie was filming the American version with Bela Lugosi, who could not speak English at that time, it was mostly learning it phonetically, like doing his lines. When the production would shut down at night, a Spanish version would come in, film on the exact same sets with a totally different cast, and film a Spanish version of Dracula, which is arguably better in every sense like it's a more dynamic actor like the camera moves around like the, the original Dracula is a little stale and you kind of got to be like in the right headspace for it but like it's a, it's a much more dynamic movie where they just filmed literally like Dracula would film during the day the Spanish version would film at night and kind of top to bottom it's a better movie well i mean they worked all the kinks out during the daytime <laughs> yeah i guess
1: and also uh- Dracula is a creature of the night so it makes more sense that the nighttime version of Dracula would be Spanish better. Spanish Dracula is the better Spanish version. Spanish yeah. Dracula. That's like when you see like when you scroll through Instagram reels like I do a lot when I get
0: <laughs> God, what an honest admission.
1: But they have like Portuguese Spider Man and it's like really like discount knockoff Spider Man.
0: I don't know. I just thought that was a fun Dracula fact. It is a fun Dracula that, that, yeah, fact. Yeah, Spanish Dracula filmed on the exact same sets at the exact same time, just at the opposite schedule. And it's arguably a better movie.
1: Not as easy. It would have been easier to just dub it in Spanish, probably. but
0: Probably, but that's not what they did. Nope. They, just, they just filmed two movies at the exact same time for different audiences. Ah, oh, that's an interesting question. When did the first dubbing happen? Because there were definitely like silent movies that just got like different title cards over them yes when was the first dubbed movie that's an interesting question i don't know the answer to that
1: should i look it up for you no okay there you go you're not <laughs>
0: obviously not that interested in it well, we don't need to pause for it but yeah All I, right. oh. I, I think that's an interesting thought um there we go that is our weird movie fact of the week from dubbing movies <laughs> to getting dubs in the preseason Ws. Ws. sure it's time for jared sports reports He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bare-tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report.
1: All right. Well, big goings-on in the world of the NFL, actually, believe it or not, uh, in preseason. I don't believe it. Well, believe it. Uh, If I must. Yes, you must. The Patriots are... One and one in the preseason after winning, air quotes, uh suspended game against the Green Bay Packers after uh rookie fourth round draft pick, Isaiah Bolden got injured in the early part of the fourth quarter game that the Patriots were leading in at the time. Mac Jones got a couple of drives, led them on a touchdown drive, Ramondre Stevenson with a touchdown run. But again, the big story of the week. It was an up and down week for the Patriots with their joint practices in Green Bay with the Packers. Wednesday, not good. Thursday, they were outstanding. Had Friday off, played on Saturday. Game ended early. They were supposed to be in Tennessee this week for dual practices with the Titans. But with the injury to Bolden, they took uh, and decided they were just going to go back to Foxborough. He stayed in the hospital overnight on Saturday. The whole team and him came back on Sunday. Back at work this week. And they're supposed to go and play Tennessee this week for their final preseason game. And then roster cuts start happening shortly thereafter to get from 90 down to 53. So so some big, big things coming up. Uh, did we talk about Ezekiel Elliott last week? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, former Cowboys running back is now a New England Patriot. Oh, that's right, because he got signed. We did the show on Monday last week because he had to leave, and he got signed on Tuesday, I believe. So, yeah, a lot happened last week for the Patriots. Mac Jones continues to look strong and, and continues to get better be interesting to see um, the game this week on, I believe it's Friday against Tennessee. Of course, everyone in the middle part of the country will be dealing with the the heat dome, as you may or may not have seen in the news. Heat index is over 110 degrees. It's going to be a hot one down there in Tennessee. But it's also kind of started a trend of, uh, there was actually like three or four fights during combined practice with the Packers. It was a fight before the game even started. Uh, some other teams have canceled their Combined practices after some skirmishes and uh, fighting have broken out, so it's kind of combined practices were uh, kind of in vogue for a while, and they were kind of a a thing that everyone was doing, but now players are like, "Eh, this is really worth doing the combined practice thing, so it'll be an interesting thing to see if it continues, but again, Patriots final preseason game against the Titans. Be interesting to see also if Mac Jones plays at all in that game with the no combined practices. Aaron Rodgers will be getting his first start for the Jets in their third preseason game. Episode 2 of Hard Knocks came out. Kind of interesting thoughts. I'm still working on compiling my Jared's Sports Report NFL preseason prognostications. Yes, yeah, so we have to
0: do some um, predictions.
1: Yes, but not this week. We'll do it the week before the yeah, NFL Yeah, get away from the yeah. ru-
0: it's kind of a joke like yeah well the roster gets set but it's like one of those things like oh, yeah. you know who the top people are like that bottom part of the roster like
1: yep thirst and 10 have their fantasy draft coming up this weekend oh good yep. good i'm so glad it's back You're, yeah me too your weekly fantasy updates about thirst and 10 number one draft pick this year you know why i have the number one draft pick in the in one of the leagues i'm in because you lost oh i didn't just lose i was horrible i was the last place team <laughs> but <laughs> It's a full reset year for the league, so no keepers. It's a rebuild Every year is a rebuilding year in fantasy football, but man, I love where first and Ten's going. I mean, thirst and ten.
0: <laughs> you can't remember your own team name. No, well, it got so
1: bad that every every week I lost. It went from thirst and ten to thirst and fifteen, thirst and twenty, thirst and thirty, thirst and forty.
0: So everyone is just trolling you. No, no, I trolled
1: myself. I changed okay, my good. team name every week. It was it's was very <laughs> self aware. It did not take itself very seriously. So that's the NFL news. Uh, it's
0: just the Patriots. Is not the
1: NFL? Yeah, it's just the Patriots. Let's see what else is out there for interesting. Oh, Sox swept the Yankees and then immediately lost to the Astros. Yankees are pretty much out of contention. Sox are playing their way out of contention. Twenty-eight of their final thirty-eight games are against teams that are above five hundred, which the Sox have not done great against. But this is a chance for them to put themselves in possibly playoff contention down the stretch. So those couple of things. Basketball. Yeah, that's. Uh, I figured we were getting to that
0: point. I only got one story. Okay, cool. Do you want to know how much James Harden was fined for his Daryl Morey is a liar uh, comments? Pr- probably a lot. It's not a guess. It was probably a fine imposed by the team, no, by the NBA uh, for their reasoning of public trade requests. Two hundred thousand. Oh wow, um, half that, but a hundred thousand.
1: Yeah, I mean for Harden, that's like jump change. See, if I had 200,000 I'd have a boat. <laughs> You'd have a dinghy. I well, no, I I could afford more than a dinghy. I could I would get a pontoon boat. And you could and then I would also buy you a dinghy that you could tow behind my pontoon boat. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. See, I would I would I would do my friend a solid and well, get you the look dinghy. Go. I would get you the
0: dinghy of your dreams. Yeah, Harden was fine to, uh 100,000 for that, but I mean 100,000 for Harden is nothing.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see some of that money over here. That's
0: like a night at a strip club for him. Maybe that's the NBA news. Well, you're
1: forgetting about the wings. The man <laughs> loves wings.
0: That's all I had. I just had the hardest news because you know. Oh, the schedule did drop though. Yeah, the Petri- was...
1: uh, not the, the Celtics have like 30 primetime games. 35.
0: Yeah, 35 national games. I bought my tickets for the season already.
1: Really? Yeah, we're gonna do uh, Golden State this year. You can buy an inflatable dinghy for 182 bucks on Amazon. Jack. Great.
0: <laughs> no, um, we we were. There were kind of, like, two games we were kind of looking at. Like, one of them was, like, going to New Orleans because New Orleans tickets are so cheap. Like, literally just flying Hmm. out there to see a game over a weekend because it was a Saturday night game. But we ended up, yeah, we're going to go see Golden State this year. That will be our game. Oh, okay. So, you know, like, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Chris Paul. Like, there's going to be a bunch of big names there, so that'll be a fun game. Also, those tickets, like, because it is, you know, a big game, tickets sure shit weren't cheap. No. Oh, we got we have terrible seats because how pricey that game is how, how much uh we're, we're nosebleeding it oh because anything below nosebleed was just like you know sell a kind of money because it is a big ish game hey look you can buy this inflatable dinghy for 90 dollars. <laughs> stop looking up dinghies sorry I not hear your phone again uh, i did it before the show no one even got to hear that i just do it in our own free time <laughs> you kicked me actually i also kicked you tonight yeah that's a good point <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking up dinghies for you. Thanks. But yeah, so we'll go see Golden State. That's in March. But that'll be fun. That, yeah, that'll be a
1: That gives you something to look forward to.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I already said, like super big names on that one. That'll and also like a finals rematch. That'll definitely be a that'll be a great game. Like our, seven our... months away. You know, our... But who's counting? Well, part of it is like and I've done this before, like I I bought these tickets like 20 minutes after they went on sale because mm-hmm. a lot of times like what you buy tickets especially to like kind of like marquee games like they just get bought up by like third-party sellers and then you just have to kind of hope that they send you your tickets mm. like i'm sure they're not doing this for like you know like a pistons game or like, no no or like a rockets game or something but like you know like the bigger ones like so it was so nice that it, like i just bought those tickets and i have access to those tickets versus like you bought these through StubHub and the seller will send them to you within like 24 hours of the game. Like you wait until like hour like 26. You're like, you're going to fucking send me these tickets. Hmm. So I'm, I'm so glad like we got our tickets. It's going to be an awesome game. I'm so excited about it. But yeah, so yeah, we got our tickets already for our, you know, our one game a year.
1: Speaking of ticket prices. The Savannah Bananas were in Portland over the weekend. Didn't win, didn't get selected to be able to purchase tickets. Looked online for tickets.
0: 250 bucks. people were gouging the hell out of the prices. Well, that's part of why I'm glad I got the tickets when I got them. I got, oh, yeah. I got them for like their like regular value, which, you know, again, marquee game, not cheap tickets.
1: No, I've got to start planning my Patriots game, which one I want to go. They do, they play, I think they play the Bills on my birthday. They play at home on my birthday, but... Like The tickets were stupid expensive. I think it was the bills. I think they're stupid expensive. It would be a pricey one. It would be a very pricey one. But there were some that were actually relatively affordable.
0: Yeah, so we are not going down to New Orleans, but we are going to see Golden State. There you go. So that'll be fun. Warriors! All right. I guess that's going to do it for sports sports. Let's dive into something a little bit different. Hmm. I don't know what category I'm going to put the intro on under review. It's definitely not Jared's reading corner. I guess a review one. So we're going to uh, (laughs) talk my... uh, my personal, also, if you want to make your own list, you can. If you want to do a show about that, we'll take it. All
1: right. Well, I was thinking about if I were to do it, because I was thinking about how I would do it today, I would do it in tears. I couldn't, not like tears, like crying, but like tear yeah, levels, like different categories, like movies
0: that are on, when they're on TV, you can't not watch them. I never watch movies on TV unless I'm in a hotel. So oh, wow. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that's not an issue for me. Uh, we are going to talk my top. 50 favorite movies and this Mm. week we are going to do 50 through 26 starting after this theme now might be a really good time for you to get angry that's my secret i'm always angry it's time for an editor's note podcast review so i'd like to lay some ground rules down for this okay before we get into it i am essentially and i am breaking this rule a little bit within there i am doing one movie per franchise all right see like
1: immediately because i was thinking okay at some point On this list, Godfather is going to be in there.
0: I treat (laughs) Godfather will be here next week, but yeah.
1: But see, I always treat Godfather 1 and 2 as this, it's like one movie.
0: If you were to do your own thing and you wanted to rank them kind of as their own thing, that's fine. But like what I am doing, and I do break this rule twice. Okay. It's one movie per franchise. And the, the times that I break it is because they are different enough that I don't feel like they cross over with each other.
1: I was gonna say, like, I know you're a big Star Trek guy. There's, like, there are multiple good Star Trek. Well, movies.
0: there might be two. <laughs> that might be one of the ones that I break my rule. And there might but, be two Star Trek movies. But so I will, this top 50.
1: I will say that if you have one with the original crew, like original series, yeah, yeah, Next Generation, like those are different franchises.
0: Well, maybe that's how this worked out. Maybe I did that. Okay, so we are. That's not really breaking your rule, then. So yeah, I'm calling it one per franchise. Also, I will say, as we're starting with fifty to twenty-six. This was the harder part because what it comes down to is there were a lot of, like this could have easily been a 75 list but 75 feels like a weirdly long number. It's a very long <laughs> so number. The bottom of this list was honestly the harder part because what do I not keep? Like what do I kick out? What is not making like the cusp. So honestly like the bottom of this list was way harder than the top of this list because the top was like, oh, yeah, definitely this, definitely this, definitely this. But the bottom of it was like, oh, man, but like I want to include this. But if I include this and like I can't do that, like and what do I do? Like do I make it do I try and make it more eclectic? Do I try and like hit different genres? But no, like there's just there's a ton of stuff at the bottom of this list that didn't quite make it, which is honestly like the biggest bummer of this whole thing.
1: For me, I think if and when I make my list, I would struggle with ranking them. I could like put them in a pot and be like, these are my favorite movies, and these ones are like the top ten. But to like have a definitive best, my favorite favorite movie of all time, I think would be very hard.
0: Well, the other thing about this too is I am positive I missed something. I'm sure there's something I just forgot about. Like it might oh, yeah. it might even be like in my top ten, top fifteen, top whatever. Like I am positive I missed something. And also I I went through this list about four times. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the best representation. But again, I probably missed something.
1: All right. Probably. I'm I don't re- know. I'm ready to react and banter with you about these 25 movies. We don't,
0: we don't got to like, you know, this isn't a review. This is more of a list. And I'll, you know, can hit the kind of like talking points about it. But mm. I would also like to reiterate these are not like the top like movies of all time. These Although are your favorite movies, th- these are definite like some of them are going to be absolute like no matter who you are, like some of them will be in that top tier of like these are the best movies of all time and some of them are personal preference all right but that's kind of what it comes down to all right so let's dive into it number 50 rear window oh yes alfred hitchcock classic jimmy stewart he has a busted leg he's a photojournalist and he's finding a murder across his apartment complex there was a remake with christopher reeve i have never seen that but i'm all certain there was because it was after
1: he'd been paralyzed so he was like he was playing a paralyzed person who was seeing, I'm almost 99% certain there was a remake with Christopher Reeves. I'm not saying, I I
0: haven't seen it. But still, the concept, it's terrifying. It's one, like, um, Hitchcock has done a couple of movies where, like, things are kind of condensed on a closed set, and this one just has, like, such an ecosystem of everyone across, like, the apartment from Jimmy Stewart, and it all just builds, and it's this murder mystery, and like, is he right? Is he wrong? And, you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a really great movie. It's just, we're going to come across a couple of Hitchcock movies on this list, but this is uh, definitely one of the top ones. A number 49, The Wizard of Oz.
1: Wow. That's a little lower than I expected it.
0: The, I mean, it's a good, it, yeah. This is, you know, one of the most classic movies of all time. It, it's like introduces this insane amount of like color and you love the characters. Like everyone is so well defined in this and they're all fun. Like it. It's a pretty big ensemble cast all things considering and but you definitely like connect with all these characters and it feels more modern than it was. This is a movie from the 30s but it kind of plays like more like a movie from like the 50s. And and the way they clean the movie up over time and like the version
1: like that you can watch now where it's kind of been like remastered and digitally upscaled. And... Oh, it's
0: such a beautiful Blu-ray. Like it looks so good. These I mean it always looked good, but it looks phenomenal like with how it's been remastered i think one of the
1: things for me when i think about the wizard of oz is is like kind of a two-part thing like because this was also like in like the heyday of the studio system yeah totally so all the stories that came out about you know treatment of the
0: actors and and things like we got that this week as um judy garland apparently did a movie in blackface a year before the wizard of oz and the internet some parts of the internet were like well, did she apologize for this and that? She's bad for doing this. i like, she she's was pum- dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was pumped full of cigarettes and drugs, and yes. alcohol, and she had a terrible life and she's dead, so, you know, don't worry about that. Oh yeah. Number 48. God, I love this movie. I love I mean, clearly it's top 50. Uh Little Shop of Horrors, uh the remake, not the original uh black and white Roger Corman one, but the one from the 80s. Rick Moranis. Yes. Oh, man, what a fun movie. I I love quoting this movie. Like whenever like anyone's hungry, I'm like, "Feed me, Seymour." I love oh, talking this and, movie. It's so bright and colorful and also it has the alternate ending which is way darker which I wish was in the movie where like these plants just take over the world and eat everyone and it's great. But I mean even without the alternate ending which is arguably better. It's just a fun movie. It's just colorful and the songs are great and the effects are great. I love this movie so much. Little Shop of Horrors. One, is one awesome. of the things
1: that like immediately came to mind when you said Little Shop of Horrors was Can you think of another star that was big through like the 80s and early 90s who just said, Nope, I've had enough and moved on with their life, other than Rick Moranis?
0: Yeah. I mean, he he did his own thing was um of just like family tragedy. Like his wife passed away. He's like, I'm just gonna raise my kids. Yeah. Yeah. He I mean he seems like a good dude by all accounts. Uh number 47. We were talking about earlier, uh, the 1931 Dracula movie. Okay. The original of Bela Lugosi. This is what kicked off the universal horror cycle. I understand if people don't particularly like it because it is kind of static, kind of slow, but it has this very hypnotic vibe and it just kind of, especially like in the Halloween season in October, like it just hits me in the right way. And I really just, I, I you know, Lugosi is great. He, he doesn't come back for the sequels. He's there uh, for like Abbott and Costello beat Frankenstein. He's in that. But it's just the right vibe. I I just love this movie. The right amount
1: of spooky season.
0: Yeah. Uh, number 46, kind of in the horror vein, but not quite. Young Frankenstein. One of the very few comedy movies we're going to see on this list. Really? There's not a lot of comedy on here for you? Only two. Okay, and that's one of them, so we're halfway through. Yeah, one of two. Yeah, Young Frankenstein. Uh, this could totally play as... One of the Frankenstein sequels, it plays a lot on uh, Son of Frankenstein, the third movie in the series, uh, a Mel Brooks movie with Gene Wilder. And it's just, there's so, like the jokes just land in a, they used uh, props from the old Universal movies, but it's just like, werewolf, werewolf, their, their castle. Why are you talking like that? Yeah. I thought you were. <laughs> there's just so much good stuff. Roll, roll, roll in the hay. It's been a long, like...
1: So that's one of the things about what I liked about what I like about Mel Brooks movies.
0: Why are you and walking ha- that way? What? <laughs> I, oh, just yeah. to-
1: I thought you were. But like how he parody like his parody and satire of things, but then you look like you fast forward to other like it laid the groundwork for like the National Lampoons movies in some way I feel like. But then you like fast forward like think about like history of the world part one. Uh, Robin Shoes in space. Robin Hood, men in tights, space balls, blazing saddles. They all kind of made fun of those tropes that f- surround those specific movies. But then you have things like Scary Movie or Not Another Teen Movie. Uh, that yeah. like some. I mean, a couple of them work.
0: Like the yeah. first two Scary Movies work, and that's probably about it.
1: Yeah. But you can see, like, how these movies laid the groundwork for those yeah, f- it, future movies. Yeah,
0: I mean, Mel Brooks is the master of satire. He, oh, yeah. He's wonderful. Number 45, The Darjeeling Limited. The what? The Darjeeling Limited. Uh, is this, that like a T? Uh, this was a Wes Anderson movie. Oh. To be fair, a lot of people kind of uh, rank this on, like, their bottom of the list of Wes Anderson movies, and this is the only Wes Anderson movie I have, but... I really like it. it's about three brothers coming together after their father's death and they're trying to find their mom it's uh adrian Bo- brody owen wilson and jason schwartzman like these three brothers and it's them going across india just on this train the darjeeling limited okay and i i love the movie it's i know like other people like enjoy like uh like the royal tenenbaums more or other like wes anderson stuff but this is my favorite of his movies I just I love the soundtrack too. Like the soundtrack is uh, there's there's some Indian music in there. Like, but like for as far as like like American tracks, like it's just the Kinks plus one Rolling Stone song. It just really works for me, like in a big way. And I, I like his movies in general, but Darjeeling Limited is definitely my favorite. Of I had his. a moment.
1: I just had a moment where I was like, wait, he only has one Wes Anderson. But I was like, oh wait, Wes Craven,
0: different. I have no Wes Craven movies on here. To be fair, no <laughs> Halloween. Well, Halloween was John Carpenter. Oh uh what oh nightmare on elm street yes like i said top 75 wouldn't be that hard for me but okay <laughs> but there you go number 44 first blood rambo i well, love it, it wasn't
1: it wasn't rambo all they had to do is like give him a sandwich he was hungry he just wanted some fucking food
0: <laughs> it's such a great movie i, I mean, think it
1: and it plays better than the original ending would have played
0: Yeah, so, I mean, this movie is a post-Vietnam movie of uh, Sylvester Stallone is playing, uh, this is based on a book, he's playing John Rambo, a guy who's traveling through a town trying to find his friend. His friend has passed away, and the cops start harassing him. And to be fair, like, it's not like Rambo is in the right. Like, he starts retaliating against them, and he ends up killing a ton of them. But it ends with Stallone giving this insanely impassioned monologue, like, by far the most impassioned monologue of his entire career, like, talking about um, like how he came back and like everyone's calling him like baby killer and everything and blah, blah 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 but it's it's a really good movie and i think it's sta- i for, i like a lot of the rambo movies like two is good and four is good and three and five kind of suck but it's an emotional movie and it's good and it's kind of like low budget and it's gritty and it really works i like this movie a lot yeah uh number 43 casablanca
1: of all the gin joints in the world you had to walk into mine
0: yeah i mean again we're talking about like i had to cut out some stuff that bottom and some bogart stuff definitely got cut out but you can't not love casablanca
1: yeah any movie where they're plotting against nazis is a great movie to me
0: yeah it's this great like it's not a will they won't they but it's just a, a romance where they can't be together and I remember uh, watching this movie in like one of the many film classes I took, and uh, the question was like, "Oh, like does he sleep with her?" And this one girl like puts her hands up. he's like, "No, they didn't sleep together. Her hair isn't messed up at all." It's <laughs> well, like I don't think they were doing that when this movie was. That's made. That's not <laughs> that kind of movie, kid.
1: What was it? Here's looking at you, kid. That movie has so many iconic lines. What's there's a third one in there, right? Here's looking at you, kid. Of all the gin joints in the world, she had to walk into
0: mine. I love Claude Rains in this, uh, who played the Invisible Man, but, like... I know he, that because of Rocky Horror Picture Show. He He's getting bribes. <laughs> he's just like, oh, thank you. I I mean, Claude Raines is so good at this. Mm. Everyone is so good in this movie. It's just... I mean, it's one of the you know I, no one's gonna be fighting me on like casablanca being a great movie and it really stands out they and might I,
1: fight you on it being in the 40s in your top 50 but i don't care number 42 Zack snyder fans are coming after you <laughs> yeah they're coming <laughs>
0: release me. the snyder cut of casablanca <laughs> I, I gotta tell you there's no Zack snyder movies in this list oh they're, they're really gonna fight you uh number 42 a very recent movie there's a couple of recent movies everything everywhere all at once Still haven't seen it, but I've heard tremendous um, things. It, it's one of I've watched it a couple of times now. It's one of those movies like it's special. Like it's when you see it in the theater and like you're not you don't know quite what you're getting into. No, and it just blows you away. You're like, oh shit! Oh, it's like, one this, of those good movies. <laughs> like because I mean you know we see movies in the theaters and a lot of them are just kind of like populist crap or whatever. But it's yeah. like you go to the, like the occasional movie where it's just you sit down and you're like. Oh, I am watching something special, and I've watched it a couple of times since then, and it is is a very special, unique movie, especially in the current landscape of, like, we have so many, like, multiverse things, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, it stands out, and it's good, and just fucking great. And then, in a totally different direction... Okay. Number 41, Predator.
1: Oh, that is a good movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Who doesn't love Predator? I'm
1: sure there are a lot of people who don't, but... Stick around! That whole sequence where they just indiscriminately destroy the guerrilla warfare village <laughs> for no reason at all is—it's classic peak eighties action. Like from the opening when when uh, well, Carl Weathers and Arnold and they—they they son of a bitch did on you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, and then they like grab arms and the big sweaty bicep. He's like, "Oh, are you weak from pushing pencils?" It's like,
0: <laughs> and I, but, I've said this before on this show. What kills that movie in the beginning? They one hundred percent should not have shown this ship at the beginning. Oh yeah, because if they just cut that shot, then it's a mystery. But because they have that shot of the you ship, You know they're fighting an alien the whole yeah, time. It's that one hundred percent should not. Be I'm shown. here. <laughs> it's so good. Into the chopper. Also, um, I'm going to give an honorary mention. Uh, predators. What they did, like Predator, yeah, like Alien and Aliens. They did Predators. Predators uh was uh deeply panned by critics and did not make like any money that movie fucking rocks so go watch predators I- is that the one with danny glover no that was predator 2 oh, okay which also is not as bad as people make it out to be
1: so when our mutual friend mike as we call him on the show got married you missed night one of the bachelor party yeah, i was working we created the predator drinking game and i got my copy of predator all did did you get a gifted a copy of predator as well uh, no. I, no. I, I mean, I got one. But I got gifted a copy. So the, the rules were anytime an iconic 80s action moment happened, you had to drink. Anytime that somebody died a ridiculous death, you ugly. You, son had, of a you bitch. had to drink. Anytime that
0: Predator Vision.
1: We. By the time we got through the village scene, we no, were...
0: No, I showed up at like 9 a.m. and I got iced because
1: icing was a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it was 2006 <laughs> or whatever. It was, it was p- 2010. I can't remember. Uh, but the whole village sequence, even before that, when they're... Jesse Ventura is a treasure in this I movie. I ain't got no time to bleed. yeah. You've been shot. I ain't got no time to bleed. But like the ways that they killed people in that. But there was also like Arnold had all those action one-liners. In the movie Commando, when he throws the pipe through Bennett and the steam is like, let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Commando. Hang around. when the guys'
1: arms. Get... <laughs> but like different ways that they killed people. Like, yeah, the when he throws the machete, he's like, stick around. But they had the truck up on the jacks that was running the generator and they knocked the jacks out and it runs through people. Great right. movie. Are you ready for
0: number forty? Now
1: I kind wanna watch Predator Just the <laughs> Predator just the village so scene.
0: Just the village scene. Again, Predator and Predators. I yes. highly recommended. Predator two is also one. Yeah. Uh number forty. This one this one is a little hazy for me, but I'm gonna put it here anyway. All right. The Batman. Really? When we first saw it, I, I had very high expectations. When we saw it, I was kinda it mid- kind of middling. Like it wasn't quite what I wanted it to be, but I have i I've watched it I think two times since we saw it in theaters and every time i see it i like it more you
1: did say like i liked it initially when we saw it but you did say like because we reviewed it like a couple days later not even yeah. like i need more time with the movie but i felt like it was a i liked it because it was a different away from like when you think about canon about batman it was a different style of batman i thought it was gritty it was i don't know if fun is the right word but it was gritty I thought Robert Pattinson really did a good job with, like, being a young Batman, like a young Bruce Wayne coming to terms with how to be Batman and his transformation to, like, becoming a hero.
0: You know, the couple of times that I've watched it, I've enjoyed it more every time, which I think is a good sign of a good yes. movie. So while well, this one could maybe get kicked off the list of, like, if there's a better Batman movie for right now, it's it's up there. It's It's really good.
1: Is this is this breaking your Batman rules franchise? Like your franchise rule? Is there we're another? gonna see one more?
0: Okay, I was gonna say. Is it a, is oh, it is this week. Okay, number thirty nine. Hey, we're back to Hitchcock. Vertigo. I haven't seen Vertigo. You haven't seen Vertigo. I never saw Vertigo. It's a murder mystery with a man who has vertigo, and everyone wants to fuck him for some reason. Wow, Jimmy Stewart just oh, Jimmy Stewart was kind of like Albert Hitchcock's guy, <laughs>
1: right? He was in like with like, two or three of them.
0: uh more than that. More than. Like, I, if i step on the step stool, it's fine he wasn't in north by northwest no is that this week is that next week that's next week <laughs> spoiler it's,
1: it's kind of like i know some of the movies that are going to be on here because i know you <laughs>
0: yeah it's so seldom. it's you know uh about a policeman who loses his partner in an accident and then there's this whole murder mystery about like who has this mysterious identity like is it someone coming back from the dead is it just a trick is it whatever and it plays out so well except for one shot where they drop a body outside of a clock tower which is just clearly a dummy but beyond that yeah. um, <laughs> outside of that but it's a near perfect movie it's it's so good and you you get so invested in the relationships in this one it's it's good and twisty i i i'm not gonna spoil it in case people haven't seen it but like it's vertigo is one of hitchcock's best i love it so much uh number 38 blazing saddles this is our last comedy they're both mel uh, brooks comedies <laughs> this but god damn is blazing saddles funny
1: i mean i'm not disagreeing but now i'm trying to like rack my brain about like well does that mean there are no kevin smith movies in here
0: there are no kevin smith movies in here really uh, I went through about four drafts of this. There was a Kevin Smith movie in here in an earlier draft, but it has been uh, booted. Ooh, can I guess which one? Sure.
1: I want to say it, oh, it had to have been Clerks. It was Clerks two. Uh, that was I was like, "Is it going to be?" I knew it wasn't Clerks three, but I was like, "Clerks two
0: it... was very low in the list and it got booted." Uh, okay, because I I can't like rank like Wizard of Oz below Clerks two. <laughs> no
1: no you, you probably i think kevin smith would also agree that you can't rate clerks two <laughs> above
0: yeah so blazing saddles um i think this is the funniest movie in the world oh, it's just it's hilarious i mean aside like they break the fourth wall entirely just decimating like entire other production. Oh, what was the
1: line is like let
0: me show and like the woman faints and i mean the accents in here and the the race stuff is so fucking funny You know, morons. (laughs) It's just such a great line. It's just like little bastard shot me in the ass. Yeah, you see this hand steady as a whistle, but I shoot with this one. (laughs) Just going wild again, Mel Brooks. Hilarious! my, My goodness, just. Or, like, the farting bean scene. Like, how do you go wrong with Blazing Saddles? Like, that is such a funny movie. It's the, and it works. It still works today. And there are so many mo Like, um, I, you know, it's no fault of comedies, but a lot of comedies, you see them, you see the joke, and then it's, it's never as good the second time around because you've seen the joke. But Blazing Saddles, like, stands, like, head and shoulders above stuff in my eyes is just, like, for as many times as I've seen the joke. The joke is still funny. Yes. (laughs) What what do you like to do? I don't know. Play chess. Screw. Let's play chess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, god damn, like the movie doesn't ever stop being funny. No, it's nonstop. (laughs) It just keeps badgering you over the head great movie and you know like some lines i am not going to repeat because they No, you, know, <laughs> no, you, you probably that would be the end of the show they that get, would be, they, we're done they get questionable but you would cancel yourself good lord blazing saddles i think is the funniest movie of all time yes uh number 37 planet of the apes oh what a great dr zeus dr zeus <laughs> Um, I, I guess i do have to play the clip you're right <laughs> Wasn't planning on it, but yeah here it just... is oh help me dr zeus Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. oh, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. But uh, this was one that was written by Rod Serling, creator of the Twilight Zone, and it plays like a Twilight Zone episode, but oh, just like on a larger scale. And the effects look really good, and the acting is really great, and there's, you know, the sequels are... And reboots where, like, there, there's definitely other good Planet the Apes movies, but this, like, the original one is, like, the only, like, required viewing. Like, this is... Some it, of the visuals, so too, in
1: it are unsettling. Like, when they lobotomize a couple of the other crew yeah, members. that's, that's messed and up. Just the ending. You damn dirty apes. Oh, no. Get your... Get your get damn, your hands
0: off of you me, you damn dirty... dirty. In the end, like, there's, you maniacs! Yes. You did it! You blew it all to hell!
1: So... Funny story about that movie line. I went to a live Rocky Horror picture show once. Yeah. And, Rocky Horror is not on this list. Well, that's fine. A good movie.
0: It's okay. You,
1: it's okay to not have great taste, Zach. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> <There's> such
0: <laughs> basic bitch taste based so, on this list.
1: Anyway, that like the last scene when Brad is like, they're like panning up. like They're zooming up out of it because the pan is not moved vertical. You but So they're playing the movie in the background. They had a group that was singing in front. So they did that. That pull-away shot where they're all kind of in the ruins of the castle before like when they went back to transsexual transylvania and i yelled that <laughs> line out like you ruined it you blew it all up and people laughed i was like there you go see i made it funny number
0: 36 yes uh robert Rodriguez's desperado oh antonio banderas it is this is i'm a little surprised <laughs> that this is on your list i love this movie this is one of the best
1: action movies of all time It's a, i mean antonio banderas's character's blind
0: or gets blinded, right? No, Johnny Depp gets blinded. Oh, Johnny Depp, yeah. In the next movie, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. This is part yes. of a trilogy. Um it was El Mariachi, which was uh, Robert Rodriguez's first movie, which was like super low budget. Then there was Desperado, and then Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Uh, Desperado is one of the best action movies of all time. It is insane. And I love Robert Rodriguez as a filmmaker. Like he he makes just like I want to go like balls to the wall, just like bonkers, insane movies. And Desperado, I think is the best example of that. It's just an insane action. Like, I, I know I've already said that, but like, it's just wild what he does. It's so. And Antonio Banderas, speaking of like,
1: this reminds me like that. He had a run in the late 90s, early 2000s, like mid 90s, early of good action movies he was in, or in action movies. I don't know if they're all good. Like, he was in the Zorro movie with. The,
0: it, is, that's also a good movie. Yes.
1: Mask of Zoro is a, much better than The Legend of Zorro. Love The Mask of Zoro. Yeah. Good movie. Good movie. But then he was able to play off of that, like he played the character Puss in Boots in Shrek, which is kind of playing off the action. He yep. was a, he played another guy I can't remember his character's name in like Expendables two or three. So he kind of had done those action movies. I think he even yeah he even had a part in Machete or Machete Kills or both.
0: He must have. Oh yeah, he did. Because he, he's a Robert Rodriguez guy. Oh yeah. Number thirty five, The Wrath of Khan. <sighs> yep, that
1: might that's probably. I know we've talked about our rankings of the original series movies. That it's. This I would is say prob- Wrath of Khan is the best, but yeah, I would say Wrath of Khan. But then Undiscovered Country would be my next one after that.
0: Yeah, this is probably the best made Star Trek movie, but not my favorite. As uh, I will break my rule later on. Okay, next week. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, my only real negative on this movie is that Kirk and Khan never meet face to face. They only talk over screens. Also, Chekhov wasn't
1: there when they met.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's just nitpicky. Like, I never
1: forget a face. Well, no, you've never seen him before. Khan Union saying.
0: Yeah my, yeah, my only thing is like, that Kirk and Khan never actually meet. No. They only talk. Which That's the only bummer of this movie. Number 34. Ooh, that's a goodie. Superman. You original a, Superman. You believe a man can fly. One of the best taglines. It's a great a tagline.
1: Ever. Great tagline to a movie.
0: Well, this isn't a perfect movie. There's a lot of stuff that I don't like about it. Like even like a wonderful actor like Gene Hackman, I don't love him as Lex Luthor, and I don't particularly love like Margot Kidder. But like I feel there's like... just something about the right tone is hit with Christopher Reeves as this character. Oh, that, he's 100
1: percent the best Superman ever.
0: It can't be top, Just like how you feel about him in this role, like he. Just does it. He's so good. There are parts of the movie, I, I will say, that do drag. Yeah, there are. Like the I pacing said, isn't consistent.
1: It kind of is.
0: This one comes down to the vibe Yeah, for me. That's why I'm ranking it here. It's just they hit it. They hit it just right. And I, it, while there are, you know, like, Mr. Tessbacher.
1: Me, to me, it does jump the shark a little bit when he turns time backwards. Like, all of a sudden, he just figures out he can move yeah, time. Um, but, yeah. like.
0: It, it's just. But still, overall, it's hard to top the vibe of a character and saying like, "Yeah, they got Superman right on this."
1: Oh yeah, I think Small Town got like you know Alien, who's a small town boy from Kansas, through all. I yes, I'm being nitpicky when I think about the time travel sequence. But
0: in any of these movies that I'm listing, it's like they all most of them have flaws. Yeah, Uh, number thirty-three, The Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, Uh, from this is my favorite Universal movie. It has one of my favorite
1: one of my favorite scenes. In a movie you've ever made me watch. Smoke
0: good. Smoke good.
1: Yes. The blind monk is like, they're smoking. Yeah. He's fucking ripping, he's ripping a couple of lung darts with the monster.
0: Just drinking gin, having a good old time. And then, and then that poor guy
1: gets killed for no reason.
0: Yeah, brother of Frankenstein. This is my favorite universe. great movie. movie by quite a bit. It, it stand, it's just so solid. My God, it's fun. Yes. Uh, number 32, Stand By Me. Oh, God. Such, there's some big
1: hitters in that movie too
0: this is i think the best coming of age movie of all time the scene with the leeches still freaks me out which is a real thing that apparently happened to stephen king where he got like leeches on have his you dude. ever had a leech on you i've had leeches on me not on my dick no not on my dick my, my dick's been leech freak that's good that's good <laughs> there's like an
1: ex-girlfriend joke to be made in there but we're gonna let it go i'm sure you've had some ex-girlfriends who were leeches <laughs> Keifer Sutherland in this movie too. Yeah, he, Will Wheaton.
0: Yeah, I mean Will Wheaton's great there. Yeah, Keifer Sutherland. Uh, Richard
1: Dreyfuss know. bookends the movie. There's some really good lines in that movie too. Like, like
0: you're never gonna have friends like you had at 12 years old. Like,
1: or it's also like there was like I'm trying to remember how the line went. Like about you know there there comes a point where you you hang out with your best friends for the last time and you never know it or something. There's something like yeah. along those lines. But like
0: I mean, uh, you know, as a Stephen King fan and as you know a main resident. It's very funny that uh, the people who made it didn't realize that Portland was a main thing and not an Oregon thing. Yeah, so they they do uh, screw this up uh, coast wise. But
1: I will say the one part about the movie, like if you look at it from a practical and pragmatic standpoint, is why were there no police investigating this dead body? It took these guys a couple days to get to this dead body, and yet there have been no police. Like word is spread through the community that there's a dead man. batman
0: stand by me that no fantastic movie yes rob reiner directing it. it's so who else was
1: in that too wasn't river phoenix in that yes he was yeah i guess i'm just a pussy the train scene where they're on the trestle like how terrifying was that yes oh
0: my god stand by me is so good Uh, 31 lego batman this is our last batman movie on here really this is i i said it before on the show lego batman is the best batman movie it no, leans, it,
1: you told me in private once that batman and robin was your
0: favorite batman yes, movie you're right. of course <laughs> no this this one just it leans into the silliness of it it gets like the references i do not really like uh zach galifianakis as the joker that's kind of like my big point against this movie but this is the best one it really is like it, it kind of gets everything and it's fun and it's silly and it doesn't take itself too seriously like and we're never gonna get a second one because you know rights change hands but yeah, this is the best Batman movie, and do I hope that I get like a more serious Batman movie that like will top this? Absolutely, but this is the one in this moment in time. Number thirty, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, nineteen ninety. Yeah, I, we've talked this movie to death, the show, but we we did a watch along. Yeah, we we did a commentary track, but this movie at the time, and this is the first comic book movie to adapt a storyline like. There have been, you know, comic book movies before that who maybe like took like influence from here or there but like this is the first comic book movie that fully adapted a storyline plus simultaneously brought in the uh cartoon sensibility that was popular at the time and it married the two in such a way that is just kind of it's mind-boggling. It doesn't get the credit it deserves for what it did.
1: Wasn't Kevin Eastman the pizza delivery guy in that? No. No, no that was in a later movie. Oh, okay.
0: But he was in the movie though yes he was uh, in the background like somewhere oh but yeah this movie it doesn't get the credit it deserves for doing what it did for as much as we live in like this kind of like superhero world now but and the thing too about this for 1990 the work that
1: jim henson and his workshop did to create the turtle suits and have them be as believable
0: as they were and workable as they were fantastic yeah this movie's absolutely insane like it's it still stands up it absolutely does don't lie though
1: like if you were given the choice to hang out with the turtles or hang out in the foot clan layer where they had all the video games and pizza I just and a
0: cigarette when i was five
1: yeah exactly yeah there you go smoke it. good
0: all right you're ready for number 29 i am ready for number 29 29 i i went back and forth between the original and the sequel and after a recent viewing i made my choice okay number 29 back to the future
1: okay Little lower than I expected, but I love back- I knew it was
0: gonna be on the list. I also love Back to the Future too. Originally that was on the list, and then I rewatched the movies. I'm like, I guess I kinda gotta make it back to the future. Yeah, I think the original I think the original premise. I don't get me wrong, Back to the Future 2 I love the like It's fun what they do with um the time travel. I love the alternate universes. Like that hadn't really been done at that point. Like it's something no. unique and it's I love Back to the Future too, but yeah, the original is the better movie.
1: Oh, 100% the better movie. Just the whole premise of it, too. Like, you know.
0: It's everything. It's a high school movie. It's an action movie. So when it's you. It's a time travel movie. When you get your Netflix subscription
1: back, did you ever watch any of the movies that made us? Uh, no. They'd, I'm aware of the series, but oh, I never watched it. Ever. The one about Back to the Future is great. Like, just the premise of, like, what if you went to high school with your parents? What if you could see your parents in high school? Just that. Did you know the original time machine was supposed to be a refrigerator? Thank you. So, yes. It was, I did. Yes. <laughs> if that answers
0: your question. But just
1: so many quotable lines in that movie. It world builds so well. The exposition isn't ever really clunky. The one thing I can yeah, never it, figure it, it out. It
0: flows together real well, despite being pretty complicated.
1: So, the hardest part for me in that whole movie is. How the hell did Doc Brown get inside the DeLorean with its Gullwing doors inside of a. Like, how did he get into the DeLorean when it was in the back of his truck, in the back of his van? You know what I mean? I can't help you. Okay. But I mean, there's some really great quotes in. It, like, when this baby hits 88 miles an hour, you're going to see some serious shit.
0: It's, yeah, it, it's a wonderful. Well, I'm movie. sure you
1: could just get plutonium at the corner
0: store in the, in the future. These exist. And I would so badly. Ronald Reagan's to... the president? <laughs> the actor? <Yeah. laughs> Tom Wilson, the guy that plays Biff um apparently he walks around to like like frequent like Q and a questions that he'll just yeah. hand you like on the street like like oh my God like do you ever see a song? Oh uh, yes I have yes but apparently he has cards on him but it's like uh what is Michael J Fox like in real life and blah, blah blah like he just literally has like an index card that he will hand you based on questions that he's received i would so badly love to get one of the tom wilson cards that he hands to people oh, yeah that, that would be the funniest thing i would love one of those tom wilson cards all right for number 28 still going on the hitchcock train psycho okay yeah uh, this will not be the last hitchcock movie but we're getting close to the, the end of my hitchcock movies yes. yeah it's fucking psycho norman bates it's one of th-
1: at that point too like the scene where she's getting killed in the shower is like one of the most risque scenes in movies
0: yeah and it, it's still if you haven't seen it before and you can kind of go in blind it works like there's still a couple of shocking scenes and there's even like for the time a couple of jump scares also this movie has the best trailer in the history of trailers mm-hmm. like it, it's literally hitchcock watch walking around like the bates motel like saying like ooh, like this is where the murder happens and like just like real silly stuff also this has the f- movie has the first toilet flushing scene ever mm. in cinema because Janet Lee like tears up some stuff and flushes it down a toilet. It's not like she takes like a big shot. Oh, I thought we used to,
1: <laughs> when you when you like she tears stuff up, I'm like oh, no, no, she wasn't like yeah. dropping dropping two. No, no,
0: like Janet Lee isn't taking like a huge dump and then flushing it. Like she's flushing evidence. But it's the first toilet flushing scene in cinema. Uh, also, you weren't allowed into this movie. Uh, late which also like pissed off like there was no critic screenings ahead of time because hitchcock didn't want stuff getting out so like critics like were real shitty about it because you know they didn't get early access and then if you showed up late uh you were supposed to be denied access to get into the movie no 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 movie for you It's like no soup for you uh the, the last scene doesn't work at all it was definitely like designed for like hey audiences are idiots like the last scene is literally just people explaining what just happened so it it does fall a little short at the very very end but it's you know one of hitchcock's best also uh this was going so poorly like in his mind like that he was gonna put it uh break it up and put it on his show alfred hitchcock's presents uh but then the score came in over the weekend and he's like all right i guess we're doing this as a movie and if you watch uh the shot for shot remake by uh, gus van sant uh, you get to see anne heche's butthole. this has come up on the show
1: many times and i don't appreciate it because also i learned anne Heche was dead on this show <laughs> and the, the manner in which she died
0: well she wasn't dead then but you can see her um 90s butthole <sighs> that's why i'll never watch the gus van sant version <laughs> of psycho okay great all right we're almost done with this week uh number 27 evil dead 2 Fuck really up. over evil dead by far you never yeah. saw. It. You haven't seen the first one. You, no, no. I, I yeah, showed you right. the second one, and second, I love yeah. that movie. It is just a- say hello to my boomstick. Just yeah. Oh my god. It, it so many iconic lines. It's just full of blood and silliness, but also like there's. I'm not gonna like say that it's scary, but it definitely like leans into like some horror like obscureness, and it 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 definitely gives you a weird vibe. But it's just an insane movie. It also boggles my mind that the same man.
1: Who made that movie, Sam Raimi, made Spider-Man as well. Like, it's just.
0: I mean, there's a lot in there, like, especially in the second one, like, uh, like the Doc Ock, like, operating table scene. Like, mm-hmm. that is that is so Evil Dead. Well, I mean, he's got Bruce Campbell down. in him, too, so. Yeah. But, man, Evil Dead, too, is just, it's f- full of, like, a million gallons of blood. There's, you know, a severed hand giving you the finger. There's a deer head in the wall cackling at you. That movie was fucked up so good i love evil dead too it has a great soundtrack my god all right number 26 this will end us for this week okay pulp fiction
1: such a good movie great it's a great example of non-linear storytelling too
0: yeah and like some of it, like there are you know parts here and there i'm like what are we doing but so much of this movie especially like like in that you know early to mid 90s like indie scene of like these like some directors come up like Robert Rodriguez, Kevin Smith, Quentin Tarantino, like guys who are just like making kind of weird off the wall stuff. Like Pulp Fiction is the high watermark. So which
1: of the vent, like, cause they're kind of,
0: I call them vignettes
1: in this. Which one is your favorite? Probably the diner. Okay. If
0: any of you fucking pigs move, I'll execute every last motherfucking one
1: of you. Get my wallet out of the bag. It's the one that says bad motherfucker (laughs) on it. I, I kind of like, I mean, I also like, I want to have a a little potbelly. Yes, <laughs> like, that's fun. I kind of like the stuff with like with Marvin when they're in the like the whole mod like the whole interaction between John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson on their way up to go.
0: Well, they shoot Phil Lamar just in the back of the car. Like, there's so many great just scenes in yeah. this. I just shot Marvin. That's some fucked up, repugnant <laughs> shit. A Royale with cheese. Yeah, I mean, it's all so good.
1: You might have have something to wash this down. (laughs) See, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, so that pretty much makes me a vegetarian, too. Oh, Big Kahuna Burger. Say what? Say Say what What again? (laughs) Say what one more goddamn time. I dare you. I dare you, motherfucker. Say what again? Just
0: like. There's so
1: many good Tarantino movies. He came at us with a
0: goddamn hand cannon. But Pulp Fiction for me is like the kind of like. Is that your favorite Tarantino movie, though? Well, there's no other Tarantino movie after this, so yes. Really? See, like, I, I almost—if I, if I was doing a top seventy-five, Reservoir Dogs probably would have cracked in there. Oh, Reservoir Dog, Django
1: Unchained—I enjoy that movie. I just it's, watched it not that long ago. It's a very good movie. Very, but
0: yeah. Pulp Fiction, my
1: D'Artagnan God. motherfucker <laughs>
0: <laughs> comes and shoots up that whole house. Yeah, I don't know and how you, top... Silver Tongue Devil. It, it just Pulp Fiction is like the peak for me of like '90s kind of like indie cinema. So good. All right, so I guess that's the first half of my top fifty movies. I'm gonna go home and like start listing up movies now. I think you can get it if you want. Mm.
1: Again, I would struggle to going the one through fifty, like ranking them, but I think I could figure
0: it out. Yeah, it's kind of hard to like pick like what makes me like this movie a little bit more than this movie. Yeah, but still, that's a, it's a good list. It's fun. I had fun with this, and you know, I think my list comes off with like. You know, I'm not like hitting you with like, this is a weird, obscure thing. My list is, I'm kind of a basic bitch is what I've learned from uh, my listing, but. (laughs) Also, I
1: mean, content's going to run thin for a while since they're still on strike.
0: Yeah, we got, uh, I got another 25 movies for next week. Yeah. Oh man, that's such a good list too. I love this list.
1: I'm excited to see that list. I'm excited to then like, I'm going to bring my own list. You know what? You're going to have your two weeks. I'm going to take two weeks. That's four weeks of programming. Yeah, if you want to do your own
0: list. Damn straight. All right, so let's move on from there to Letters to the Editors. A lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your Letters to the Editors. Make it so. Hey, if you want to ask us your own questions, you can. Send them in to editorsnotcomics at gmail.com. Yes, do it. If you wanted to have a superhero buddy cop movie, who would beat your buddy cops? Ooh.
1: Huh. You kind of get a little bit of a buddy cop at times with Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah. A bit. But I think a good ooh, a good buddy cop.
0: Do I so, me to go first because I didn't send you the list? Yeah, go <laughs> as once again, yeah, as I generally just don't send go you the go questions. with
1: it. I will because I, I have a theory on on buddy cop movies, but I want you to go ahead.
0: If I were to do a buddy cop movie, you would have to remove one character entirely from this equation. And the character that you need to remove entirely is Batman. Okay. Because if I were to do a buddy cop movie, it would be Nightwing and Red Hood two guys with daddy issues about the same daddy who have very different personalities who kind of hate each other, but are kind of brothers just like Nightwing's Like you're, you're a positive one and like red hoods. Like I'm going to just shoot everyone in the head and I'm a big old dick bag. Okay. I think that would be, like the two of them together, just like riding around the Batmobile, like fighting over who's going to drive also like arguing like, who's going to like, Oh, we can kill someone. No, we can't kill someone. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that would be like my ideal buddy cop movie. See, I feel like with buddy cop
1: movies, you've got to have like the straight guy who like does things kinda by the book. Yeah. And then you've got to have they're either the young up and coming rookie who's like hell bent for election and ready to go, or like somebody who's just like a wild card that you just don't know what they're gonna do next. That the rules don't apply to them.
0: That's Jason. He's a he's the wild card. He's gonna shoot you in the face. like, so maybe I'm gonna decapitate you.
1: All right. So I'm gonna go with and I'm gonna cross blend a little bit here. All right. You're gonna have Superman. He's gonna be your your straight lace. We're gonna do things by the book kind of guy. And then I'm kind of torn whether it would be Thor, because Thor would be kinda like, you want to drink, hang out, you know, kind of you know, more like there's the bad guy. We're gonna just, I wanna go punch him up as opposed to we're gonna do things truth, justice, the American way, and Thor would be like no, I want to go beat the shit out of him, drink some beer. Or Spider Man. Superman, Spider Man. Spider Man's kind of that young, hungry rookie who's trying to do the way he wants to do things and, like, you know, thinks he has a good idea. So I think Superman and either Thor or Superman and Spider Man. All right. There we go. You were kind of giving me a little judgy look, like you were trying to process it.
0: No, I was just thinking.
1: Does that work? Yeah, I'm not against or, it. Or actually, even better, Superman and Wolverine. That'd be Wolverine would be better than Thor for that like kill and get drunk and who gives a fuck yeah Superman and Wolverine I think would be a fun buddy cop movie okay there you go
0: there we go we we have reached our conclusion kids
1: for now but I'm gonna really perseverate on this for about thirty more seconds and then I'll move on
0: I you're gonna make my own list
1: I am gonna go make my own list There's some movies I'm I'm curious to know if when I finish my list if there's any gonna like I don't know I want to have some movies on there that have you go like oh really. I have another
0: 25.
1: I know. But anyway.
0: I think you're pretty good 25. All I'm right.
1: I know, what, I know what I'm doing tonight.
0: All right. We're going to wrap it up.
1: We're uh, done, kids. All right. Well, if you enjoy the show, go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, you get access to things behind the paywall, including Buffy back issue bin. If you like Buffy and Firefly, there's some stuff back in there for that. Uh, no, no Firefly stuff. I there don't was. know why I said that. Oh, there, there was. was. Okay. There you go. See? I'm not totally... My mind isn't totally wrong. Uh, Plus, you could also access to... You also get also access to, is what I said? Wow. All the access. Yes, including Pod of the Dark Tower. Three episodes out now. Fourth one will happen at some point. It will indeed. Yes, exactly. So you've got all kinds of cool stuff. Patreon.com slash comics at All Our Month. Interact with us. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms. And you can email us, editors note comics at gmail.com. There's a giant filter between me and the emails, meaning I never see a single one until he tells me about it when it happens. But. We still love when you email us. <laughs> That's true. They're... And by email us, you really, you're, you're emailing Zach, and then I hear about it. It's like secondhand. It's like hearsay. It wouldn't be admissible in court. And what else? Oh, you can find us on social media. Zach, just look up Editor's Note Comics because the Twitter handle is a little wonky. The X handle, I should say. So, yeah. We don't say that. We don't say X.
0: Not in this household. All right. Well, there we
1: go. Sorry, you gifted me with delicious out-of-state beer today, so I can't. I'm not. I would never besmirch the Bowen household.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're you're on uh, the old twitters too. At Junior Rich, football season's coming, baby. Get ready for all the tweets uh, next week. Ahsoka, and I guess uh, my top twenty-five favorite movies. Mm. Bye bye.